Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Before we get started on another wonderful new episode of the Law of Attraction Roundtable, I'd like to talk to you about the next boot camp. This will be boot camp eight, and it starts March 9th, Monday, March 9th. We're getting ready for it, so it's just a couple weeks away. So this boot camp eight is a little special because we've had a few boot campers that have graduated and they've contributed to a fund that allows for scholarships. We've already given away a few scholarships, but we have a few more to give. So if you're ready to go to the next level of integrating what you know about the law of attraction and what Joshua has been talking about, well, this might be the perfect time for you. Here's how it works. We're gonna to get together with a group of people all over the world. There might be 60, 70, 80, 100 people in this boot camp from every country that you can imagine. Well, not every country, but a lot of English speaking ones. And we start on that Monday, March 9th, it's eight weeks. We start very general. It's been uh, created by Joshua in the system that takes you vibrationally from where you are now to eight weeks later to a whole new understanding of how the law of attraction works, how you can approach life in a way that effectively engages it, and to discover your soul's purpose. Now, once you discover this idea of who you truly are, your authentic self, you will start living a different way and seeing yourself from a higher perspective. This is what causes the change because now when you receive inspiration or ideas, you will act based on who you truly are and not who you're truly not. In doing that, the inspiration makes more sense to you. It's no longer a wild idea or something that you can't do. It's the thing that you can do in the moment that will lead you on an evolution of a, or a journey of self-discovery. Your hidden talents and attributes will emerge. You will start doing things that will lead you towards your passions and interests, and you will develop those passions. In knowing who you truly are, you will feel worthy of those passions. You'll start to feel better. You'll start to be in alignment more often. You'll start to understand how this whole system works and what the law of attraction really is and how you can make it work for you. You'll know the difference between what you truly want and what you think you want. What you think you want are these desires based in lack and they're not really fulfilling. What you truly want is defined by your pre-birth intentions. And if you can allow those things to unfold, you will live this amazing, incredible, wonderful, joy-filled life. This is the life that I am beginning to live now, and it's really amazing, and it's the life that so many of their boot campers, if you read any of their testimonials, they're living this way too. It's a completely and radically new approach to life. In this approach to life, you simply become more effective. You're more effective in your relationships, building the relationships with other people. You're more effective in your career or business or whatever you're doing. You see yourself as more worthy and you allow more things in, more money, more good health, more fun times, more new experiences, and of course, better relationships. So if you are ready to integrate what you've learned about the law of attraction and what Joshua has been teaching into the very fabric of your being, now is the best time to start. If you have any interest or excitement, that's your inner self telling you that at least check it out. And the way you check it out is by having a conversation with me. That may seem scary, but every one of these conversations is really fun. We do it over Zoom. We can see each other. I'll record it so you can have it and listen to it later. And you'll know all about the boot camp and if it's right for you. If it is, great. Maybe you'll get a scholarship. If it isn't, you'll know for sure. So if you want to have a conversation with me and talk about the boot camp, and of course, there'll be fears coming up, I will tell you how it works and you'll see if those fears are irrational or not. And then you can make a decision. So to contact me, simply send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you a link so you can schedule your time and we'll get together. Otherwise, have a wonderful time listening to this episode and please like it and follow it and leave comments. And of course, if you ever want to contact me, send me an email. You can send a question to me or to Joshua and I'll be happy to send back an answer. Have a wonderful time and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm Gary Temple Bodley, and with me today is someone I found on YouTube who was referred to me by Mark Shahada from Tap It Out Podcast, and I'm happy to welcome 
Roxanne Swainhart. Hi, Roxanne. Hey, Gary. How are you? So we had our first conversation 10 minutes ago. We've been talking yep. a little bit before we got started. Actually, we talked for like half an hour. So the time flies when you're having fun. It does, right? But uh, Mark sends me a text and says, check out Roxanne. So I go on and watch these YouTubes. And like when I see someone that lights up to me now, it's obvious. And so I ha knew I had to have you on the podcast and introduce you to everyone and talk Love about Thank you so you much. Know, how channeling is for you and how you got into it and what you see the message is. So you live in San Antonio, Texas. Mm -hmm. You are about my age. I was born in 63. You were born in 66. Mm -hmm. um, you, I started channeling in 2013 and so did you, which mm -hmm. seems like the age cool. of around 50, you know? Yeah. Uh, and we have... I think it was 47, 48 for me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, right around that. I think 50 is a great age. 50 is a great age. Now I'm 57. <laughs> it really so. is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember anything about my 30s. I was in the car business. All I did was work my ass off. There's no 30s for me. I don't, <laughs> 40s, I've started like, oh, yeah, okay. I remember a few things about 40s, start to change the value of life. And yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and how about 20s? 20s was just a blur of 20s, <laughs> completely unfocused. I don't know what was happening. Yeah. So 20s, 30s, 40s, trying to get focused. Yeah. 50, that's when everything changed. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So you start channeling and you were aware of. Who else as a channel before that? At the time, um, I was watching Daryl Inca uh, channeling Bashar. Love Daryl. Love his work. Uh, you know, a great career, 30-plus years of doing it without wavering. Uh, same with Abraham, with uh, Esther Hicks, you know, and, and Jerry and the work that they put on. I read... Uh, quite a bit uh, of books. Um, I read uh, Seth, uh, got uh, devoured <laughs> Seth. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hi, Seth, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Jay-Z Knight and Ramtha work that she did. Uh, I think it's called The White Book. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, sorry, Jay-Z, I don't remember. But the, the work that uh, she did and, and then got... Uh, start watching other current channels and the same ideas. It seems there was a, a class in that time, you know? Yeah. We had, like, uh, the bigs, what I would consider Bashar and Esther and Sean Swanson was out there and uh, Story Waters was out there, you know? Um, and whatever was the track. So, the, yeah, I consider the bigs, you know, the ones that are forged, in the yeah, ship, paved the way. You know, paved the way. You know, um, you know. You remember Merv Griffin. I remember Merv Griffin. Jay Z Knight was on Merv Griffin. Wow. And if you can remember that, you can see how long channeling has been around. Fantastic. Right. So they paved the way, and then there seemed to be another class of, you know, Nora Harold, Wendy Kennedy, uh, Rob Gossier, uh, Daniel Scranton. Uh, you know. Uh, and then it connected me with, uh, you know, Story Waters. And, of course, the books that are out there and some of the other channelers from, uh, you know, Casey and Edgar Casey and, and all these uh, material out there to be that. So that's when I started uh, very interested in, in what this phenomenon, phenomenon was. And then uh, was reading about it. And then a couple months later, hey, you want a channel? Sure. <laughs> and then, yeah, so there you go. So do you think that you were destined to be a channel and oh, that your whole life led to that, or you just picked it up because it was something fun to do? Well, I, I think uh, life is, is, a, is an exceptional probability of the unknown. Yeah. And wherever your value in is in the moment, uh, you choose. I, I, th I think it was Bashar said you have the inability to have a different choice in the moment. 
because you're always choosing your best self, your highest truth. It's impossible to choose something else. Now, one second later, you can have an exceptional idea of hindsight and judge the living crap out of yourself about that with guilt or regret or shoulda, coulda, wouldas, but those are a space-time idea, frequency, and experience. So I, I, I think that my life was an exceptional amount of investigation through whatever thousands of lives maybe I'm living and all of the intelligence flowing into the isness of my whole gestalt, Roxanne was picking up on some of that worth to start choosing a different style of life, a different tact of life. And when I left the world of Roy and became the world of Roxanne, everything became slipstream, peaceful, awesome blossom. Of course, there was an immense amount of emotional struggle with the choices and the reflection of society bombarding you with judgments and rights and wrongs. And, and to, to me, that's all evolution. At yeah. the time, painful, scary, absolutely. But in the evolution of myself, as was the evolution of the human collective, the realization of change is only constant. So my ideas about those purposes were potentials. And as I fell in love with me, I was choosing the synchronicities. There's times I could have chosen different things. You know, just like not to go to my first guided meditation group and doubt myself. Right. But, you know, as you grow into, uh, to me, you know, when I transitioned in 2010, it became a point of courage that gave other choices mm. later in my life to be not as courageous. They were almost common for me to, of course, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and some people can account it to you being a Sagittarian. Sagittarians, we don't give a crap. We live on the edge. We're yeah. fire. We're like, oh, I'll do it. And hey, you know, you know, get Mikey. He'll eat it. Hey, get Roxy. She'll do it. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's give it a go and see what happens. So, you know, we're always on that edge. And that time in my life that made itself was a probability, you know. Okay. And as I chose that, I fell in love with it. Well, you have certain characteristics. You are an amazing speaker. You have yes, you are really highly speaker. eloquent, yeah. and you are highly intelligent, right? Yeah. Okay. So this was did that evolve? Were you born that way? Uh, is this a trait within you that's always existed? Were you doubting it or suppressing it while you were selling cars, or was yeah, the fact that, that you could talk made you able to sell cars? Like I was selling real estate. Yeah, when I was, I, I think it was a skill set. Okay, so let's talk about that. Maybe it's an inherited skill set from the selves that we are in the now. Yeah. There, there's an there's a idea out there about speakers. Seth talked about speakers, one that has a knack. And for some reason, you know, that connection to a speaker collective idea is very validated in my life through my ability to speak, right? right. And uh, as they used to say, you know, customers say, stop flashing that smile at me. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? look at that smile. You get that another, smile, you know, you know how to attitude. do it. You know, the timing, the pace, the tempo, and the inflection, and you don't think about it. It was just there. Yeah. You know, so yeah, maybe that, that work that we did in the car business honed the craft to when it came into the idea of channeling and allowing these frequencies to come through these, you know, these connections to come through and allow them to use the ability of what I have developed over a lifetime to have the ability to pace a conversation, to have the inflection, the tone, and the, everything about conversation trans, tra, uh, translated uh, became uh, uh, exceptional. Yes. You know, so, really, really good. So, yeah, I mean, you can look at that as a, as a I had the skill set, why not? Right, right. You know. And, and was that skill set always there so you were playing around with it now you yeah are, i was always there always okay there. so you're yeah. a spiritual leader and teacher yeah right? it's it's okay. always there always there. yeah and how did that manifest in your conversations with people what you were interested in what you were talking about were you like interested in helping people without you know back in those days we, we used to think oh i could help somebody right. and they need my right. help and you have that dynamic of the superior helper and the inferior person that needs your help. Right. right? And then you have that relationship of vibration and, it, and, and it's like, eh, doesn't yeah, work. Yeah. Right. But yeah, yet there's something that drives you to want to be of service, right. you know? And right. so now I think when we look back at our lives in that, it was not 
a waste of time. It was always preparing us to where we are now. Right. Yeah. I think I think it was forging the fire or forging mm-hmm. our skill set as that um, as a probability to have that foundation below you to when this time comes. Because yeah. when I started speaking, well, when I started channeling, I wasn't as speaking as much as I am right now. And now um, I speak more as Roxanne and channel sometimes. Before I channeled all the time and spoke very little as Roxanne because, because I had to take that step of allowing my intelligence to be part of the one or all, all or one. So I can channel, but I don't have to channel. Yeah. You know, and I think that I think that lifetime that I've had gave me that foundation and that courage, and then of course the trust to 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 do that. And I'm now finding that out now. More. It's a blending. I can't even define sometimes. You know, right. it's like holy cow. If uh, if I'm channeling Osiphius and Roxanne, it's uh, Roxius. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, exactly. it, it, it's this it's this combination of we that become uh, just an idea and you as you lose away your identity you're known as a truth but you don't you're not objectified as a singularity amongst the others it's the we and 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 i am is what i what i know myself as but not identified it's really cool and it's also this collective so yeah yeah sure sure joshua was talking about this yesterday is that in that source consciousness when you're in alignment it's always the we Yes. How can we have more fun? How can we do these things together? And in the fear consciousness, it's always the individual. How the do I protect myself? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And well, that's so, what we're taught. We're taught yeah. to be I and I am not. That's not me. That's not me. That's not me. I am objectified outside of myself instead of unified from a subjective point of view. Absolutely. Right. But so that's moving, the game. Without yeah. that innocence, what are we connected? We came here not to be connected. Exactly. That's the innocence lost so we can understand ourselves. Innocence to waking up so we, we realize we are connection and we are we, not I. I mean, I am as my truth, but we collectively create I and I collectively create we. Exactly. Without we, there's no I. Hmm. Yeah. So here we are moving from fear to love, from control mm-hmm. to acceptance, mm-hmm. from, from individuality to uh, oneness that yes and, and, and what, what i got the other day real quick is yeah. when you realize your unity diversity becomes magical yes beautiful it, it, it well look at I that love we're, diversity we're moving from segregation to yes. diversity right yeah, the whole society is yeah oh i love it yeah fantastic and those in fear of that are Strange. just living in that fear right and they're yeah. The thoughts that they receive are, this is wrong. Yeah, but, because they have a filter. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. They're uh, playing their rodeo. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting. You, you know where you stand oh, on yeah. what triggers your limiting beliefs. Yes. And where that fear is. It's very cool. So you came into, and I did too, um, lo- I lost everything in the financial crash. And yep, I was- 2008. Living, yeah. And, and so started my journey at that time and then in 2013, so five years or so, to see Joshua. But if you had told me where I would be now, six years ago, I'd be like, there's no way I want to do that. No way. <laughs> and now that I'm here, pushing yeah. past all that fear to get here, which yeah. wasn't that hard because it was step by step by step. Yeah, it's always in the now, and it's it's always easy in the now. It's, it's horrible in time. Well, time yes. will scare the crap out of you. Yeah. But now, hey, I got this choice. <laughs> because you you expand through each of these choices, and that's sure. what this looking back does. You can see so much more clearly, yet at the time, you couldn't see it because you weren't expanded to this level. Right. So if you Each can now just, is relative into itself. Yes. Right. So when making a choice then... How do you, what kind of choice do you make in the now? For me or yeah. you? Yeah, for, any, for any, anyone who's listening. Any now, the choice is the immediacy of knowing. And how can that can be explained? Someone had called me and asked me, Roxy, I want to do this, but, and I said, I want to do this is what you want to do. Everything back to but is the ego being recognized. That's the prison. That's the idea of your own limitations. 
but don't get mad at your limitations. Don't get up at self, your own, uh, your own recognition of your egoic structure, the personality you built, because you didn't know you were building personality in the absolute badassery of coming to the separated class of humanity, right? So in that, when you know that is passionate and it doesn't have a purpose or a meaning or an outcome or a projection or a validation of doing this to be a product in time to produce yourself as valuable to the collective, the objects of the world, then you all of a sudden realize then there was really no other choice. Every other choice would be dumbing yourself down, darkening your light, choosing your unworthiness. And then if you would look at polarity, someone wants you to do something or you think you should do something, but you don't want to, that's the slipstream as well. Wow. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. So you don't. And no matter what consequences, what you're supposed to, you're obligated, you need, that's who you have because, and that's recognition of that is the managerial aspect that you grew up as a personality to guide your way and manage your way through life. So you can have some kind of hero ship at a, at a, at a grave. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you know, right. you got to be the exceptional I am. And then uh, there's no effort in it. Yeah. Uh, and then you deconstruct the ego as you journey. Right. So it's deconstructing the ego. The ego is trying to keep you safe. Doesn't yep. want you to safe, change. Secure, the whole thing. Secure. Yeah. Oh, careful, careful. Yeah. Change is scary. Oh, my God. Wants you, you know? to control who you're being so that you can keep. Back to keep good old days. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we have one of <laughs> one of uh, Lisa Sharp, who's in our group, is an artist in England, and she's made two paintings. Yeah, I, I've watched the uh, podcast with you. Oh, that's great! You yeah, had that. You had that uh, roundtable with like five five people, I think. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you're Very watching. Cool. So she had made two art pieces, two paintings with okay. her art, and then words on them that she gilds. <clears throat> and the first one says. Um, push past fear and say yes. And the other yep. one says, push past fear and say no. No. Mm-hmm. Right? Same thing. So, yep. It's the same yep. thing. Yeah. It's but like that's a higher level point. thought. And now there's no no or yes for me in choice. Because see, what I've discovered about the now, if, if you're now, I don't have any time to do anything else. See, I used to make time to do things that were valuable, valuable to the ego. I should do this. I should do that. It's time to clean. It's time to do this. It's time to do that. So I managed myself in time. So when I start validating time and start being now, it was an uncomfortable place to live because you didn't have a purpose. You didn't have a meaning. You just kind of like were this blah energy doing, but your mind is expecting you to be productive. You're looking for an outcome. You want to have something because we're taught always to be first grade, second grade, second grade, third grade, graduation, become, 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 become education, education, career, career, family, family, die, Die. (laughs) retire, die. I'm out of that. So I don't have time to do that. So in the now I've discovered there's really not any choices to make. It's what's already there. And you don't hesitate to go, oh man, maybe I shouldn't do that. I was like, are you kidding me? I don't even have those thoughts. Those relative thoughts of vibrational algorithms of the egoic structure are no longer valued because I haven't been feeding them. So they've transcended into a different idea of vibration that allows me a plethora of choices, but I don't even see most of choices that I have because I'm slipstream in the now. I go from one thing to the next mm-hmm. and then the next, and they're not things to be produced. They're what I am exploring in the moment. And that is what <laughs> Joshua calls being a blended being. You're existing sure, in the moment. Cool. And your inner self is giving you thoughts of yep. inspired ideas to do what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next, what, yeah, what's, next yeah. what's next, what's next. Always you know. for the new, never trying to recreate some past fun event, just Which doing can, what's new. You can, never, you can never recreate a fun event. You can you know? have a new fun event. Well, it's constantly fun. You know what? What I discovered about time is people like to go and create happiness. And and after I took away all the crap, happiness is self-evident. It's our natural state of being. But it's not happy and like, oh, my God, I'm on vacation. I'm happy. Look, everybody. You know, you don't run around. You are this state of awareness that's motion. 
And that motion doesn't value itself in the emotional timestamps to value your own existence. You realize existence is present. And that motion is a thing that's so beyond happiness. And you, you don't have time to measure because if you measure yourself as happy, it's the most it's, it's within a limiting scope of humanity's perception of what exactly. would they would call ec- ecstasy, joy, or, or happiness, the escapism yeah. of whatever it is to get that, oh, I'm going to go and get, uh, let's say, high, or oh, I'm going to go to on a vacation. And those are these creative moments of emptiness because it's a perceived thing that the mind constantly says that's valuable then. But when you arrive at the moment, you're trying so damn hard, you mm. miss the moment itself. Right, to control the moment. Fantastic. So so this is what people want, is the clarity to see what is actually happening in this moment and actually where their mind is going to and why they're being distracted and why they're being, you know... Recognition, yeah. Yeah, yeah, some clarity. Now, Joshua says joy is not always this high, happy, great, excited. The joy is interest, curiosity, exhilaration, yep. experimentation, yep. any yep. any emotion that's above that horizon line. Yeah. feels good. Yeah. I love it. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So is there a unifying theme or idea that you've come across that – really says this is the sum of these teachings. And, and I'll share, for example, what Joshua brings forth. Okay. So, the, so in the first book, the first thing I ever channeled, the first day, November 15th, 2000. What's the name of the book? It's A Perception of Reality. A Perception of Reality. Right. Okay. There's, there's five books now. So the first, in, the first thing I ever did, the first introduction was uh, a three-word sentence. And that three-word sentence sums up the entire teachings of Joshua, which is, everything is right. Yep. Then it goes on to say that there is no wrong anywhere in the universe. Anything no. that is perceived as wrong comes from a limited perspective. From the higher perspective, whether that's after time has passed, or from the higher perspective of the non-physical, everything is always, always right. Yes. If people could get this idea that they're living in duality, judging things as right or wrong, not because they're inherently right or wrong, but only because they have a belief system that says that this thing's right and that thing's right. wrong and that like thing should be in One man's trash is another man's treasure idea. That is that. Well, what yeah. I find right, you might not find right, but that still doesn't make it wrong. Exactly. It means that individual truth lies in the eye of the beholder. It ties in with that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So you can now look at everything from the perspective that it's not right or wrong. It's neutral. And you Until give it's energy meaning. to it. Yeah, you assign, assign it meaning. meaning. Right. Yeah. And therefore... You know, there's, there, there's, there's something about neutrality. Let me, let me go over this. Yes. And I remember when I was uh, hearing that neutrality, people would say, well, it's neutral. I should be able to assign it meaning and it's going to turn into being happy. And they think they're creators of realities. But see, if it's here and now, that reality has already arrived and that reality is full of life. So the neutrality is choice on how to see it. Right. It is alive. So here comes Peter Cottontail, and you look at Peter Cottontail as happy. But here comes demonic, demonic idea of uh, a death slayer, and you assign it meaning. But the vibrations are individual truths, and you turn that vibration into yours. So the neutrality isn't empty. The neutrality is a vibration of truth that you get to assign to the belief system that you are, and you put it anywhere on your polarity scale as an emotion, yes. a translated situation motion. This rape is bad. This courageous volunteer is good. So those two experiences are actually creation truly happening. Yes, they're truly happening. And it's not. But yeah. how, how you react to this yeah. is defines your, the life that you're creating in the future. Right. Yeah, that, that's what it is. It, well, I don't, I don't necessarily see it as life creating in the future, what you're experiencing now. Yes, yeah. but We have the ability that... to take memory and put it in a timeline, space-time continuum to remember and forge a future through the memory. But it's only just another blip in the now. That's all of course. it is. But, yeah. but in that blip in the now, how you're being as you mm-hmm. react or respond to Attracts. the conditions that you've attracted yeah. is a vibration that will attract a next yes. moment. But it doesn't attract response. a negative next moment. Well, there is no negative. 
Right. But right. a lot of people think that we're, we're offering an idea now. I know it's not you, but I'm saying to the collective, people think I must be negative because I'm attracting a negative situation. Right. It's not negative. You see it as negative. Yes. And if you see it as negative, the next situation doesn't mean it's still negative. It's right. still a choice. It's still a choice. And it's a reflection for you to see differentiations of creation through a different point of view of yourself, which involves, of course, you. You're also defining yourself by this reality that you think you've created, yeah. which that reality has nothing to do with you as a God creator. It has to do with your perception of this reality and how you are choosing to see it. Yes. It doesn't mean you're good or bad. You are right. inherently good. You cannot be bad. There is yeah. no possibility. There's only a state of being. In some state of being. And sure. you Absolutely. tend to define yourself by you know, this is the best house I could get. This is the best job I could get. This sure. is the best car I could get. This is the best mate I could get. But that's the value of the, the game of humanity. That's the value of the up. game. So you see it as the game and you say, yeah. oh my God, look what a great house I have. Oh yeah. my God, look what a great... But, we, but humans living in the old approach to life are saying, if I appreciate this shitty car that I have, I'm never going to get a new car. The opposite of that is true. Right. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to come to this perception that all things are going perfectly so that you can yep. get to a new level of awareness. And once right. you get there, then that's when things don't even necessarily have to change, but you'll just live in the state of. Well, alignment. if you live in that state, then change is going to occur naturally. It cannot occur. That's, it cannot be stayed the same. Yeah. We love change because why do we have to keep being the same selves? Because it's safety, it's comfort, security, there's uh, history, and there's validation, there's nostalgic, there's a whole bunch of human in trying to keep things the same. Right. But truly change is constant and it's outstanding. And it has to happen. <laughs> you know, There would be no reason for physical reality without constant and consistent change in change. every single moment. And every moment. in fact, every moment is, may look brand similar, new. but brand new. Yep, brand new. Yeah. Brand new, fantastic, yeah. fantastically brand new. Yeah. But the mind has an ability to assign it as the same. <laughs> Which, because it would be weird if it didn't, because we'd be so fixated. Right, right, it would be, I can't new. keep up with this reality. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, okay, so, if you look at your life when you were 30 and mm -hmm. the thoughts that were coming to you compared to the thoughts that are coming to you now, what's the difference between the two? Uh, uh, need, want, desire before now allowance. I don't even have those thoughts anymore of allowance. I, I've transcended those, but uh, the difference is the thoughts are coming to me are uh, vibrational potentials of exploration. The thoughts I had in the 30 was, how do I please my wife? How do I please my employer? How do I please my parents? Uh, what am I doing today? What can I be responsible for? How can I make things better for other people? You know, those vibrational algorithms that I was, that created the personality that I was through my own individual upbringing because everything around me that I coveted as valuable became my personality, the way I was supposed to behave, what I'm supposed to do, what I need to do, what I have to do. And you created that reality. Of course. That you thought I created my was, personality. Right. Me. Right. And, and from the, the outside, truth. it looks successful. Yep. Yep. Lots of times it looked very successful. Lots right. of times it looked very tragic. <laughs> yeah. It had to look tragic because you, you know, had to get from there to here. Yeah, and three bankruptcies, three ex-wives. Yes, That's a tragedy exactly. in a lot of exactly. lives. Right. But to me, I forged the fire. I, I experienced the evolution of me, yeah. choosing the things that were no longer valuable so I can make different choices in my life and having the courageous to make that, to live a, a life. I can't make myself any happier. I can't do anything. I don't need anybody's approval. Right. I am. Oh, yeah, I got it now. So, yeah, right. all yeah. of that led to this in you know, space. Yeah. Well, so then there was... Like I had, I, I had two complete wipeouts in my life and, and a divorce. Fantastic. And stuff, you know, yeah. <laughs> did you have any kids? No. Me neither. Yeah. No kids. No, <laughs> no kids. kids. Um, no. But the set, the first wipeout, it was like, okay, how can I get back? Right. And the, the second wipeout is like, all right, let's redesign this whole thing from scratch. You know? Yeah. But I was still trying to use the law of attraction to get my money back. You know. Right, <laughs> but it took it took a while to realize. Okay, well now I'm going to do it more 
harmoniously with what gives me pleasure and what's right, the highest right. good of all. And but that's part positive. of your own evolution. Absolutely. That's discovery of the thinking mind that's no longer needed. Yeah. <laughs> and trusting the moment. And it's already there. It's already taken care of. Yeah. And then how do we get there more and more and more? What do you worry about now? No, nothing. Really? <laughs> I still have a little there's, worry. There's nothing. <laughs> not a damn thing. Yeah. I can't get, I don't even have an algorithm of getting worried about anything. That's great. Because there's nothing valuable in my life that would value anything in my life as other than experiential. Yeah. Well, I'm at that level where I understand that the worry is ridiculous and that yeah. the thing I'm worried about, if that were to happen, would be for my highest good anyway. So that it would be an experience that I need to have. So bring it on. But, right. uh, you know, I'm still, that's, and my worry level is a one compared to a 10, how it used to be. You know, I'm very much in sure, the sure. doing things I want to do. And I'm also not attached to any outcome. So I don't care. Good. What because happens. the outcome is irrelevant because it isn't now. All right. Let's say that you get invited on the Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast, the biggest podcast in the world, to talk about law of attraction. What do you, what, how do you feel? Uh, outstanding. If he invited me, yeah, I would yeah. absolutely love that. Yeah. Yeah. You would actually be very good. Yeah. Yeah. On that. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like uh, Joe Rogan. I, I do too. Good. Now, I've you always. You know, it's weird. I had a uh, thing about Joe Rogan in 2010. Uh huh. Uh, and this is kind of spooky for, you know, for some people, but there was a reality, uh, kind of like the Mandela effect where he actually passed on. Yeah. There was a lot of people that thought Joe Rogan was dead ah. back in 2010 in my reality. Yeah. And then someone said, Joe Rogan's not dead. And somebody said, yes, he is. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. There's a little blending thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm very glad that he's choosing to be in my reality as a co-creator because yeah. he does exceptional work. Well, I was always a fan of news radio from the very beginning. I watched yep. every episode of Fear Factor. It was like, how is this guy <laughs> in my reality? You know? And then I've been a huge, you know, uh, and he talks about law of attraction a lot of times. And they've had a couple. That's cool. And I've actually. I remember, wait a minute. That's right. Yeah, he does. He does do that somewhat. He had a, he was with a um, guy from a band, famous, famous guy who was talking about Esther. Yeah, and how he has gone to Esther workshops. That's right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. were talking about this, and then so the another person, like another couple people, have said that I'm going to be on that podcast, and like that whole thing is is like, you know, I have to totally push past fear to do that. But yeah. I did apply. I did send in my th application to to do you that. Send in an app. That's how you do it. Well, you go to the website and you just click on apply, you know. Oh, okay. They must get yeah. billions of them, so it might go through the yeah. water. But, yeah, but nah. that pushing past fear to do what I'm inspired to do was right. just the act in and of itself. And sure. Where that yeah, goes, the act and the results are, are regardless. Yeah. Yeah, I, li I really like his mafioso shows when he brings some of the mob stories on. It's like, that is some great stuff. Yeah. I love the validity of human experience. <laughs> I do too. The I guts it took to be these people, man. Yeah. And it's inspiring, but also you can see where the resistance is easily and you can see where how where their passion is and how they've allowed themselves to go from um, you know, nothing to wherever they are in their minds. It's yeah. it's yeah. it's really amazing. And then they get to this level and get stuck, you know. Um you think of rock bands and you know, it's so interesting. This time I feel like is the, is when we are that rock band just starting out and we're have a few fans and we're touring around and we love what we're doing, you know, and then when it blows up, yeah. how can you operate at that right. level? This is always going to be the fun part, you know? Yeah. That'll be something else, but this, we relish what we can do with this now and where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, so what are you interested in doing now? Like, I'm interested in talking to more people like you and to building relationships and to engaging in higher level thoughts. And I'm really interested in how do you go from the old approach to life of control and fear and smoothly go into a new approach of fear, I'm sorry, of love and acceptance, right? Right. 
going from individuality to a unity, understanding what your soul's purpose is. I don't know if you, for me, my soul's purpose is obvious that I was, if when I embrace the fact that I'm a spiritual leader and teacher, everything clicks, everything lines up, everything's on the rails. Well, that's, yeah, that's your joy in the now, sure. That's my joy in the now, but <clears throat> yeah. I believe that that was my soul's purpose from the beginning. Okay. And what do you think? It's, it was just one of the possibilities that emerged. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, well, first off, which is a little bit disruptive to a lot of the histories. I don't, I don't validate the soul as much as people do. I, I'm a considerate I in, in, I in, in the idea of a social memory complex. It's stores. I remember when Rampa says we were fleeting beings. We were always now. We never had a creative reflection of ourselves that would constitute the validation of created time. Right. So therefore, we couldn't have an experience. So we created a reflection of ourselves in time called a social memory complex. And maybe that would be considered a soul as well. But I know a soul is not there. My soul, like my soul is in pain or my soul is in tr- My soul is, is, is a conglomeration of my, it's, a, it's, it's my external hard drive. Okay. Okay. So, so that, that's all. So my, hang on, time yeah. on. Let me answer the question. Kiddo. <laughs> so, so, so let's look at a purpose. If I don't go my purpose, then what am I? I didn't fail because I'm not here for an experiential of measurements. Agreed. Reality to me draws in the un, absolutely unknowable, unconditional now, and I don't manage it. Now, yes, I try to manage it. I wanted to be on stage next to Esther and, and, and Bashar have, a, have the uh, trifecta on fucking stage. I had those images in my mind of purpose and need, but I will never pursue anything because right. I'm enough in the now. So, right. so what I experienced is the purpose I let go of. Now, it's not wrong. You can have all the purposes you want. You can live that life, but for the individual that I am, I let go of purpose and meaning and outcome and hopes and needs and wants and desires to become isness in the now. And now, whatever flows to me. So, like, I didn't find you. Right. I won't. I won't apply for Joe Rogan. Right. I'm not going to do any of those things because I don't need to be better or perceive a time because enough. Now, how can I be any better than what I am right now? And I can't this, be any better. This, this is now, exactly. Right now, yeah. I can't replace it. So yeah. This is exactly what I'm saying. Is that in that being in the now, yeah. that pre-birth intentions or that purpose. I think or, is a concept given to the human collective as a permission slip. Okay. Um, so let's say you existed in the non-physical. Yeah. And then you say, I'm going to come back in and have an experience. Yep. Are there no intentions? For me, why give yourself a okay? So, hey man, so 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 let's look at uh, uh, an available incarnation. So let's say, oh, okay, here's the individual singular singularity, and I always talk about this because I love the Kardashians, I love the life that they have, yes. and Bruce and everybody like that. So these people have no, absolutely zero consideration of an, an, a different life. They say, oh, there's an intention, or the, there there's an incarnation. Let's go. So they become a Kardashian and they just live the life. So is that serve a purpose? Maybe in time, maybe in karma, maybe in lessons, maybe in forging yourself. But how about uh, a poor person? Is that less than the Kardashians? No. Or how about a guru leader in India? Or how about a Sherpa leading people up Mount Everest? Right. How about an, uh, a midwife in the 1500s? Yeah. I think everything is absolutely priceless. It's the value that the ego conceptualizes in purpose and meaning to define the external self as something of purposeful to give themselves validation. But the isness that lies in the moment is absolutely unconditional priceless. And when you peel off enough of those things, you start to see life is alive in the moment. And if we're up here saying, and I was like, oh, there's an incarnation. Hey guys, I'm going, bye, see you later. Mm. And I take it and then I have this life that I can never measure. Now, the quality of my own awareness, my own forged skill of the combination of nows that I have that I can lie in past lives and future lives if I was assigned at meaning gives me the ability to trust the internal self of awakening. And I think that leads to a 
maybe an idea on why we're ready to ascend because enough of us have done this enough times to realize we don't need to screw around the opposition. There's enough light bears out there allowing the collective to ascend to the next idea in a couple of thousand years. Yeah. All right. So coming back to what my true interest is, Mm -hmm. how do we become more effective in living the life that we're living now that we're here? Effective to who? Effective to... I am. So be yourself. I don't care about the human. I don't care about what they think about me or if I'm effective or ineffective. Do you think Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest athletes and stars, ever had one ounce of concern on how he projected himself? Kobe Bryant fell in love with himself and he went after everything for himself and he's revered for that absolute exceptional light work to allow people to trust themselves and take their internal journey of their truth, but they don't have to mimic or mock or follow Kobe. And that can be in any idea of someone that becomes great without the institution of pride. Because that guy didn't have an ounce of pride in him. He had exceptional wisdom to allow himself to discover the beauty of himself through his now ideas. Now, I understand your take on, on, on becoming an outside external validation. But no, no, I'm no, not I don't want, I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. When I, I say know, more I'm not effective, talking about you, I'm just talking about the collective. You asked yeah. about the collective, go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying in order to be more like... I can't think about how to do that. Because if I think about that, then how am I going to do that from history? Yeah. I do it in the now. That's where I live. You, but you I have a perception. I can't manage myself for one second beyond now. Because if I do, then I'm using the resources of my history itself And that is a concept that has evolved. Why would I use what I was to be what I am in the future? I am constantly now. And how do you share that idea? Let's look at Tiger Woods, who is being inauthentic. You know, here he is trying to promote this image of himself as this family man, responsible father, all this stuff. He was maintaining an image, but that's just an ego. He was doing his best self, yeah. Yeah, and so you can see the difference between the authenticity of Kobe and the inauthenticity of Tiger at that time, you know, and how one one led to, you know, pretty much self-destruction in Tiger's case and now a fun resurrection, and then Kobe had this brilliant entire thing, and then when he was done, he broke it. So so Kobe dies, and how does does he choose to return back to the non-physical, how does that work out? I think that's all choice. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of theories about what happens. One thing that I, I uh, from Neil Donald Walsh, when I read his first conversations with God, I absolutely clicked with the idea of you can undo your death. Right. And I think people, a lot of people undo their deaths because they're like, wow, I don't think I'm done yet. I want to go back and play some more. Yes. So everyone in that co-created moment of that death gives themselves a new memory of not dying and they create a new idea of this. That death happened in some idea now, but this death did not happen. It was lucky. Um, I was thrown from the car or it was a remac. Uh, uh, I was dead on the table for three minutes and I came back. Right. Well, it was because your choice to come back. That's all. Yeah. And they want to play the game. So Kobe didn't choose to come back. Prince didn't choose to come back. Robin Williams didn't choose to come back. All the greats, none of these people that are stayed dead in our space-time vibration in our co-created reality chose not to continue their life. Why? Because they're on to the next adventure. Yes, exactly. They have yeah. Kobe. I was Whatever telling that people. Is. Yeah, so Kobe gets to this from the time he's 10 years old. He is the center of attention. He's the star. He's this bright light. He's doing everything. Then he retires, and now what's he doing? He's... He's being a soccer Turns it dad around and living in oblivion. A, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Interesting. Okay. All right. Ogle of, I mean, what he was starting to do, what he, what, you know, he didn't, have, he had so many projects and things going. He was just exploring this entrepreneur himself, this next idea of himself. He didn't have to hold on to that image. He said, oh, look, I have an entire new playground to go. So he, he started to play. Yeah. Which is what Shaq has done. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love the big man. Yeah. <laughs> he falls are you, funny. Are you a sports fan? Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's Football funny. is my best, but uh, I have watched basketball too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Who's uh, your team? Well, okay. So I've lived in Florida for, for <laughs> so 40 years. So I'm a wow. huge, huge Dolphins fan. Sure. And then we moved to North Carolina and now I've become a huge Panthers, Panthers. fan. Yeah. And sure. I love both teams. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, 
basketball, obviously the Heat. I was a huge Heat fan. Yeah. Went, went to so many games and wore all the the white hot, you know, white dress that you would go there in Miami. It was so yeah. cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're living in the moment. You're just existing, and I'm trying to do this myself as well. And I'm living in the moment more than ever before in my life. And I, what I do is say it, I'm calling it living in the day. So whatever I'm inspired to do that day, I'm just acting on as much inspiration as possible. Whatever um, comes, comes. Yes, is, because whatever comes is an idea of your known. Yeah. Let, let, let's pretend you're in the middle of this little ball. Okay. Okay, and that's your now. No matter where you go, you're always now. You're not going to time. You're always now. Right. So you're always full of consciousness. Yes. That consciousness is your exploration now, your unknowable becoming known. When it's not in your now, then it's known to you or it's unknowable because we seem to stand still and creation flows through it. It's attracted. Right. So it comes into your vortex, as Abraham said, and then when you understand it, transcend it, become the knowing of it, it's gone. Well, we have a tendency as a human to remember, yeah, but I remember when, and you used it in all these things to validate what the now is supposed to be through management, control, safe, secure, a judgment, mm -hmm. making them feel better at the expense of others. Everything that the human dynamic is, I love it. But if it's in your now, it's there to explore. I noticed something about the now. It was never empty, ever. I've always had now full of life. My reality, every morning when I wake up, I have gravity, I have a body, I have a bed, I have a floor, I have a bathroom because I got to go TT. I have a place I can brush my teeth. I can Every now I have a reality. Now, how I produced myself was the habit of humanity to become productive, to become, I'm just sitting on the couch doing nothing. I really should do something. And then you do something. You look around for anybody to give you that pride. Yeah. Or you say, I did it for myself. I feel good. So you get, create this, and we were taught that. I guarantee you, if we all wiped out our ideas until we, let's say, got educated, every time before when we were children, no matter if that was one day or a couple of years, we didn't have purpose. Right. We were playing, and so we played. Yeah. So, so then we were taught to be purposeful. We were taught to be, oh, I got to gain your respect. Oh, teacher, I did good. I did my homework. Look, do you approve of me? Please say you love me because I did my work. And they're going, it's pretty good, but it's not your best work. And then you're gosh darn it, I can do better. And you do that until you die. Yeah, because you'll never, stop. you can't get better. I, yeah, because I'm enough. Okay. I mean, I'm not operating at a deficiency. God didn't fuck up creating me because I'm God. I'm an equal of all that is. No yes. one is less or more than where right. I am. From yes. the individual wholeness and uniqueness. So, so in my daily activities, I don't purpose myself. It all attracts to me. I had a friend that called me up or emailed me in, 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 in December. And I knew in February they were coming up. Yesterday they were here. And I was the surprise for one of my YouTube persons that likes to listen to me. And we had lunch together. And I couldn't have managed that. I couldn't make it any better. It was in the now. And then you contacted me. Oh, look at my now. And now it's now. And then tomorrow I have another idea to do. And that's that now. But now I'm now and that's where I live. And whatever is available to me, I pick it up and I play. Yeah. Now, are you perfect? Are you perfect as you are now? What's that? Are you perfect as you are now? I've never been not perfect. It's right. only been my mind's perception that judges me. And if I see a perception of non-perfect, then I know that I'm recognizing a belief system that I've conjured as a personality. Which is an illusion. I accept that, allow that, transcend that, and I no longer can see myself as that. Yeah. So, which means I can't see the world as that either because I am the world. The world okay. Is. Therefore, every moment is perfect as well. Of course. And every it's past moment up. has always been perfect, and every future moment will always be perfect. Yeah. But I don't look for those futures or create those pasts in the idea of perception. Because I can look at time, and I can mess up my life. I can make a lot of mistakes through a belief system. But I don't see those mistakes anymore. Now I see evolution. So Revolution. what happens when the first of the month rolls around, and it's time to pay all your bills? The money's there. The money's it's always never there. never not been there. Right. So you've because always I never managed my money because I can't yeah, control I my can't. reality. <laughs> I attract my reality that makes every moment perfect. Yeah. There's no more bills for me. They're in the moment. Oh, we're going to pay the cable bill today. Well, it's not a cable bill, the internet. We don't have cable. So yeah. we're going to pay the internet bill. Oh, it's due today. Pay the bill. 
because the money's there and I never think about the bills. Right. Those are gone. Did I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the more and more I allowed myself to be now says, okay, we don't have the money. We don't have to manage it. We're going to allow the now, allow the now, allow the now, allow the now. Truly accept the value of the now and let myself show up. There's no way that your whole self in my perception, my truth, my own existence, my own version of myself that I've lived is ever going to teach me a lesson and make me learn something. I've always had my whole self is an awesome freaking person. I'm the one who judged my whole self trying to teach me a lesson. It wasn't trying to teach me a lesson. It was teaching me how to trust I am and get the hell out of my own way and watch the miraculous show up in every minute. So even if it's one day before my rent's due, poof. Yeah. It's like, okay, did you have to wait to the last day? <laughs> did you? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so I trusted and it gave me the perception of allowance, an insatiable amount of trust, an immeasurable amount of vulnerability to surrender to the now and allow it to occur. And I have never in the experience ever failed myself in the now. Right. I'm scared shitless in time, but in the now. So yeah. now there's no more Hey, uh, do we have enough money? Let's not buy this. Let's budget this. There's no yeah. more budgets. Yeah. I create money. Money is not real. Mm. Money is a created idea that becomes real in my reality. But in time, it's not there. It's not my reality. My reality is law too, here and now. So that's where I live and I create the reality that's always, never, shall be, ever shall be perfect. So what, about your, what about your desires? I don't have desires because I'm so enough in the now. You have... So, so let me ask you a question. You yeah. came to me. Yeah. I attracted you in my reality. Right. I didn't desire to be on the show. Right. But I can tell you this. I'm having a hell of a fucking time. <laughs> I love what I'm doing. So my fulfillment happens in my allowance. Yes. So then you give up desire. I, yeah. I don't, I don't desire want? anything because my life doesn't have time to desire something else when my now is filled with absolute indescribable purpose and indescribable meaning that I don't have to be anything except what I am. And I am fulfilled in purposeful, meaningful every now. Right. Cause I'm existence. The option is non-existence, right? Right. Non-existence can experience. I am. Right. So I'm life and life is life is unconditional. It's a state of being <laughs> <It's fucking> magic. <laughs> okay. You don't have a desire for a new car, a new apartment, uh, nope. a trip, um, nope. more. Do, do, I, do I have them in my reality as potentials? Yes. yes. Well, they're there anyway, but what about. Yes, because I know that's what's coming. Yeah. Those are, you have possibilities that turn into probabilities, Abraham had said, and the value of that. But I never turn towards it and work towards it because if I use my past on how to gain that, then I'm going to do it through effort. Yeah. And I am effortless. Obvious. Unless you release your attachment to any specific outcome. It's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. But in the now, if you're taking action to achieve that outcome, then you're to me creating a reality through effort to, I mean, what if the action, let, let's think about this. Let, uh -huh. let, let's, let, let's take a car. Yeah. How am I going to get a new car when I don't have the money for a new car? Right. What's the precept on how to do that? Maybe save money. Maybe get it inherited. Maybe someone gives it to me. I can't imagine how many millions of ways that a holodeck can create a new car for me. I don't have a car. Me and Tommy are on the bus. Yeah. But I know a car is coming because I got a little signal that said, hey, Roxy, the validation of a car is coming so you can travel. It, it is not the car that's the image. It provides me access to a distance so I can go and do the things that are coming to me. Yes. So the car is coming. How am I going to get the car? I have no idea. But I do know this. It's coming. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so what then if you have the inspiration to mm -hmm. say create a course or do a workshop or do something where you charge more money than you've ever charged before? And then you feel the fear in that well, why should I charge more money? People won't be able to afford it, that sort of thing. Right. 
you know, and that you go with your gut feeling in the moment. But that also has to do with your level of worthiness around to yourself, to yourself around no one else, only yeah. to yourself. Am I worthy? Like when I went from $75 or for $60 for an hour to $140 an hour, right. one of my students that was, or one of my session guys, uh, Simon had said, Roxy, you are worth a hell of a lot more. And I was afraid. So he gave me the probability. I never said, God, I need to charge more. I just charged and then it was attracted to me. Hey, Roxy, you need to change your website. So I said, can you do it for me? And he goes, sure. Yeah. And he's a website wizard. So he goes in and changes my PayPal, changes everything to go to 140 for an hour. And it's been there and I have no means or desires or change that. Yeah. I changed a couple of the venues like, okay, I have personal sessions. Now I have deconstruct the ego classes yeah. and I charged. How much do I think? And I said, how much Roxy? And she goes 400. And I said, okay. Okay. And that good. was it. Cause at that point I trusted. So when you're going to create a workshop to attract people, the people that are attracted are the ones that have the value in your vibration. If I try to make that more valuable to have a better outcome in the ideas right. of validation through that expectations of what a workshop is supposed to muster right. and then be produced as, then I'm going to fuck myself three ways from Wednesday. Sure. Unless I'm just allowing it and saying, okay, let's charge 350 for the first day, 250 for the second day, 500 or 700 for both of them. We'll serve breakfast and lunch or they have to do whatever it is. And then I think about all that. But for me, I'm not going to create that. I'm going to allow whatever, say, hey, Roxy, why don't you come in and speak for us? Okay, I'll go and do that. Because yeah. I don't have that idea to be produced as creating a workshop. Mm -hmm. But if someone comes to me and says, Roxy, I'm going to create a workshop for you. I'll put everything together. All you have to do is show up. And I was like, that's effortless. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so from what I've realized is for me, the inspiration comes from two sources, straight in thought and desire yeah. And from other people, just as you were saying, coming to you. Yep. So I had the inspiration to sit down and write, write, write. And so for 40 minutes a day, I just, whatever flowed to me came and this fully formed book was done. And since then, five books are done. Had yeah. the inspiration to contact Jules Johnson. And she says, start a podcast five years ago and be on Perfect. the Law of Attraction, right? And then while I'm doing it, I'm not efforting and struggling. This is the most exciting thing I could be doing right now. Right. I'm enjoying it, right? So right. the inspiration is flowing to me, and, right. it, and there is a twinge of desire in that. It feels yes. good. It feels like it would be fun, exciting. And so then I'm inspired to take the step I can take. But even I though never take fear the step always until the step shows up. Yes, but... But when you for receive me. inspiration, there'll be this fear that pops up and you can push past that fear. So for well, yeah, me, but, that, but you don't have those fears anymore now, do you? Oh, yeah. You, I have them all the time. You've done five books. There's no fears for you to, to do. Not in that, but it's always, right. it's always evolving, right? Of course. So I had this idea to have a conference, a weekend retreat where there's – well, we have them here at the house too. So every time we start – Plan one of these is a little fear. Oh, who's going to come? You know, how much are we going to charge? Sure, that sort of thing. Sure. Can we get yeah. stuff ready? Who's going to cook? Who's going to take care of all this stuff? Right. It'll and all so happen. I just do it. Yeah, it all happens. Of course it does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I tell, but, if I go to one of your conferences, I'm going to cook. I can tell you that right now. Are you a cook? <laughs> oh, yeah. So am I. Did you know that? Yeah. Love I am, cook. as my biggest passion in life is cooking from the time I was I a love, kid. Love cooking. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Maybe yeah. you should come. Hey, look at that. Yeah, that'd Imagine be great. that. Good. Where All do you right. live? In, outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to have about one in April. Um, but I also had this inspiration that maybe there's four of us. We could say you, me, David Strickle, Cindy Edison, put on an event, like a whole day event, maybe in Houston. Houston seems to be this hub of, you know, law of attraction and people who are interested in Joshua there. There's, you know, these hubs seem to be Houston, um, Phoenix, Southern California, yeah. Seattle, Vancouver, Chicago, yeah, Houston, Connecticut. Uh, let's see. How's, uh, uh, what's that uh, place in uh, Sonora? Uh, no. Sonoma? In, in, 
Sonoma, Arizona. Yeah. yeah Sonoma. Sonoma's Sonoma awesome. is one. Phoenix is one. Yep. Austin, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Houston. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Houston's good. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Those little hotspots. Yeah. So, so, so if you're inspired to do that, then that's your inspiration that would seem effortless. It does. It seems effortless. Well, then yeah. That. There's still fear in there. Don't worry about the fear. Come? Now, I, I, I know you that by now. It. You right. accept the fear. It's like, yeah, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Exactly. And then one day, I guarantee you, you'll never say whatever's going to happen is going to happen because you're too busy in the now filling your life and you don't have time to think about what is or what is not happening. Right. It's getting but that there. becomes the evolution himself to be For sure. now. Good. All right. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. I feel Love very it. excited about what's happening. And then a lot of emotion of fun and excitement and energy building up. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, uh, yeah. Odyssey of Ascension. Odyssey of Ascension. Dot com? YouTube? Dot com. Uh -huh. Odyssey of YouTube. Uh, same thing, Odyssey of Ascension. And a uh, lot of good videos up there. I got over like, I don't know, like 500, 600 videos or whatever. A lot of material all ready for you. Go and enjoy and have fun. Contact me on Odyssey of Ascension. I have my email there. And Facebook is, I have an Odyssey of Ascension Facebook page. Roxanne Swainhart is on Facebook. So Awesome. Hi. Great. Well, it's been so much fun meeting you and interacting. And we're going to do this again. And I feel there's more to come. Booyah. Booyah. Amen. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great weekend. Take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you would like to support this show, the best thing you can do is subscribe. Uh, especially on iTunes. Also, leave your comments and leave your ratings. And that will help us grow this community of people who are interested in law of attraction and the uh, mechanism of physical reality. It'll be cool to spread the word even further. And you can help out by subscribing, leaving your comments, and rating the show. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine, by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.